Hebrews chapter 13, verses 10 through 14 in the King James Version. And also we're going to be in Genesis as well. Amen. Hebrews chapter 13, verses 10 through 14 read, We have an altar, wherefore they have no right to eat which serve the tabernacle. For the bodies of those beasts whose blood is brought into the sanctuary by the high priest for sin are burned without the camp. Wherefore, Jesus also, that he might sanctify the people with his own blood, suffered without the gate. Let us go forth, therefore, unto him without the camp, bearing his reproach. For here have we no continuing city, but we seek one to come. I just want to read just one verse in the NLT when Hebrew says, So also Jesus suffered and died outside the city gates to make his people holy by means of his own blood. Genesis 49, 22 through 26 in the King James Version read, Joseph is a fruitful bowl even a fruitful bowl by a well, whose branches run over the wall. The archers have sorely grieved him and shot at him and hated him. I see where I get haters from, right? I'm just... But his bow abode in strength, and the arms of his hands were made strong by the hands of the mighty God of Jacob. From thence is the shepherd, the stone of Israel, even by the God of thy father, who shall help thee, and by the Almighty, who shall bless thee with blessings of heaven above, blessings of the deep that lieth under, blessings of the breast and of the womb. The blessings of thy father have prevailed about the blessings of my prognitors, my ancestors. Unto the utmost bound of the everlasting hills, they shall be on the head of Joseph and on the crown of the head of him that was separated from his brethren. Mm, mm, mm. Lord, bring a word for your people right now. In the name of Jesus, I thank you for your power. I thank you for your grace. Amen. Amen. If you would be seated in the presence of God, I want to speak to you from the word. No limit soldiers. No limit soldiers. Christ has formed his church in the earth to be empowered with his gospel and in a new life response to spread the good news to others even across the globe. You have to come to glean from his word for the sole reason of being transformed by the renewing of your mind, to be free of the world's feeding tools, which lengthen your days of dependent weaknesses uh, on the wiles of others whom, even if unknowingly, are destined to surely die. And being armed with the embedded armor of the word, you are to become victorious and imprevious, uh, uh, overcoming the ploys of a dying world. This alone would seem to be enough, but God requires more. To whom much is given, much is required. Look, our two texts in their visual displays of the relationship patterns and connective types, which are not only inherent to the very principle, but are sure to be likewise applied. Basically, what I'm trying to tell you is these scriptures lined up together, and I'm going to bring them together for you. 
The relational pattern of the tabernacle addressed in our text of, of, of Hebrews is an unmistakable pattern of salvation offered through our Savior, Jesus Christ. He was crucified outside the camp. Y'all missing it, see? He was crucified outside the traditional walls of the church. See, we think we're supposed to just come in church and hide, but it says that Jacob, his, his bow reached what? Across the wall. And a lot of times, the church comes in church to hide and let the world go to hell. Oh, let, me, let me keep going. The tabernacle is the pattern of God's presence encamped in the midst of his people. One point of access being Jesus Christ, a blood sacrifice being required, a washing of water before entering into the closer encounter, an anointed or enlightenment which within the tent, a bread of life, sustenance, and on and on and all that stuff. Within the tabernacle lies the connective truths of our relationship with God, and it's marvelous in our eyes. And yet, our text speaks of taking our sacrifice lies outside of this gate enclosure to extend our relationship with God outside the world. So basically say, I need you to not just stay in your house. I know we talk about the prodigal son, but what about the prodigal son that stayed at home and didn't go nowhere? No, he didn't get caught up in sin. No, he didn't get broke. No, he didn't run into any trouble, but he never left the pew of the house. You can come in church every day, Sunday after Sunday, and hide from everything, never get into no mess, never do anything wrong because you never encounter with anybody and help them know Jesus. Anyway, then to our text of Genesis presents another rich illustration in the life of Joseph, who's to me a type of Christ in numerous ways. He's not Christ, but... Everything points to Yahweh. Everything points to God. Everything points to Jesus. Every line upon line, precept upon precept points to Jesus. So everything you see in the Bible is lining you up to see who God is. Being a shepherd, the most beloved and favored son, rejected and betrayed by his brethren, right? He was sold for 20 pieces of silver. Jesus was sold for 30. A Hebrew chosen of God who was made to be lowly and yet not only able to survive, but to thrive in the throes of persecution, thought to be dead and not recognized by his own brethren, when they found him alive, a connective mediator between nations, and on and on, right? Within the life of Joseph lies the illustration, illustrious typology of Jesus Christ, and it's marvelous. And yet our text speaks of Joseph's life being as a bow well-rooted in a place of protection and plenty, yet whose branches of influence run over the wall, reaching out far beyond the well-walled enclosure of tradition, race, culture, class, education, and economic realms into a foreign world which is bereft of such a life-giving wealth. See, it is within this dual panoramic display of who we are as a church and what is required of our privileged position that causes us to pause and think. Where are we as the church? Where is it that we are to reach? How do we connect and influence the life situation of others who are without or outside the camp and not protected in the wall? 
When we too are in a situation in camp and stagnant traditions within the wall privilege of the church. Oh, yeah, yeah, let, me, let me break it down. For an example, Christ suffered outside organized structure or religion without the camp. See, can you, this is what this is what I want to know. Can you, and it says, and it says, let me let me go back to the verse. It says, it says, let us go forth therefore unto him without the camp. Bearing his what? Reproach. Bearing his reproach. Can you stand being blessed? Because the Bible says you'll be blessed a hundredfold in this lifetime with persecutions. Huh? That's what he said, right? Right? So he said the more you get blessed, the more people are going to come for you. He said, they hated me without cause, and I'm the master. They're going to hate you too, right? He said, he said, he said, look, he said, don't count it strange when you get tempted with diamond trial. Don't count it strange when your enemies come at you like a flood. Can you handle the reproach? See, 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 where there's a crown is suffering, but Jesus said, if you don't suffer with me, you can't reign with me. Isn't it amazing that the same wood that made the cross made the crown? Yeah, y'all don't hear me. If you can't carry the cross, you can't carry the crown. If you can't carry the cross with your whole body, of course you can't carry the crown on your head. Oh, y'all don't hear me. You, you have to learn how to take reproach and not care about who talks about you. It doesn't matter how many people talk about you, who cares what they say. It would not change the fabric of who you are until you finally get past the point where you can handle the reproach. See, see, people get confused, they get it twisted when they say you're supposed to walk and be beyond reproach. That means if they talk about you, just let it be a lie. But it doesn't mean reproach not coming. It said be beyond reproach, which means when they talk about you, just let it be a lie. God will handle everything else. Yeah, 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 don't hear me. Anytime something <laughs> outside of the norm it's going to be criticism. Yeah, 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 I don't, yeah, I don't hear me. And you know who's going to criticize you? The people God ain't using. Huh? When people are being used by God and do what God called them to do, they don't talk about you because they don't have time to think about you because they got other stuff to do. Right? See, can you better reproach? See, can you, can you wear the crown? The blessings come from the sacrifice. Can, you, can I talk to you for a minute? See, see, God loves everybody, but you're not favored because he loves you. You're favored because of your purpose. Yeah, y'all, y'all missing it. I'm trying to talk slow today. I used to be all hype, but I need you to get this. He, 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 he. <laughs> God loves everybody, even the folk you don't like. Don't you hate that? No, I'm swear. <laughs> so, so it doesn't matter if God loves you or not. You still may not have favor. 
See, favor isn't fair, but it is if you really walk the way you're supposed to because it said all things happen for the good of those who are called according to his purpose. We want to say all things happen for the good of those and we want to leave out according to his purpose. So when you walk in your purpose, God is obligated to take care of you because you begin to do what it is he wants you to do. He takes care of you because you're about your father's business. And when you're about your father's business, he's obligated to take care of you because you're doing what he ordained you to do. The heat ain't on, is it? Okay. Trying to make sure, you know, when the time comes, you know, they love to turn the heat on. All these Negroes and Negroettes and Caucasians and Caucasians in here, y'all going to have heat. Hallelujah. See, can you bear the reproach of being extraordinary? You know what extraordinary is? Extraordinary. Why he's so extra? You, you extraordinary. See, you keep trying to dumb yourself down for folk to be able to stomach you. Just go find yourself a bigger crowd. Not bigger, but on another level. I know you want to be the smartest person in the room, but you ain't going to ever learn nothing. Ever. Anytime something happens outside the norm and other people not being used, they're going to hate on you. It said it there. They said they were shooting bows and everything at Jacob. They were trying to kill him because they hated him. Why? Because God was using him outside of the box. God was using him because he was obedient enough to do what God called him to do. It ain't that God, he chooses you because you better than anybody else. He chooses you because you listen. Has somebody ever asked you for advice over and over again, you give it to them, they don't listen, and you just get tired of giving them advice? Why should I even keep telling you? See, the Bible says if you're favor over a few things, he'll make you ruler over many things. But if you don't listen to him over the few things, how can he give you the many things? If you don't listen to the first step, he's not going to give you the second step, and you're going to still be in the same place. <laughs> to wear the crown, you must be able to suffer the reproach of the cross. <laughs> the blessing of the Father have prevailed about the blessings of my prognitors. That's what he said. In the utmost bounds of the everlasting hills, they shall be on my head of Joseph and on the crown of the head of him that was separated from his brethren. Look at this, Hebrews 10, 12. I want to read this too, though. Can I tell you something? Every now and then, you might have to get separated from your brethren or your sister in or your familyrins, or your cousinrins, or your friendrins, or your clickerins. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You you might have to because you got to learn how to be able to walk by yourself every now and then because God does his best work when you by yourself. Not saying that he's not going to bring people to help you, but it says when Jacob was alone, that's when he wrestled with God. That's when he began to have to walk with a limp and God began to use him. When Paul found himself alone in prison, he wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. When Moses was alone, he received the Ten Commandments. You have to learn how to be able to go somewhere by yourself and be in God's secret place and hear only his voice. 
Sometimes the idle chatter of your friends, the opinions of your mothers and fathers, sometimes it clouds what God is trying to tell you. Every now and then, you got to let God make you sit down. He said he'll make you lay down in green pastures. He didn't say he asked you anything. He'll make you lay down. He'll put you in jail like Jacob just to make you lay down if you won't lay down when he tells you to. Ain't it funny how... I mean, Joseph, ain't it funny how Joseph went to jail because the devil wanted him in jail, because the devil thought that would tear him down, but it is also amazing that God wanted him in jail too, and, and when the devil thought he was going to destroy, destroy Joseph, he went in jail being able to dream dreams. He came out of jail being able to interpret dreams. Every now and then, when the enemy comes at you like a flood, what he meant for evil, God meant for good. But you got to be able to understand and think outside the box and stop being rocked to sleep by your traditions. <laughs> I already said this favor is not given by personality or character, but it's given according to its purpose. God didn't give you the anointing just for you. He gave you anointing to help other people. If God gave the anointing for you, Jesus said, I could have called uh, 12 leaders of angels to come get me out of this cross if I wanted to. But he had to go to the cross for me and you. And every now and then, you could get out of a situation because of your anointing. But your anointing is to break burdens of yoke, not just for you, but for other people. God did not give you an overflowing blessing just so you could buy a bigger house every time, just so you could buy a better car every time. God gave you an overflowing blessing to bless the church. God gave you an overflowing blessing to bless Bless your neighbor. God gave you an overflowing blessing to bless somebody. In fact, it ain't your money anyhow. You are just a steward of what God has given you. And he blesses you because he wants to use you mightily. He didn't want you to just sit in the church. This is your base. This is where you get ready to go to war. This is where you rest. This is where you get your marching orders to go to your job and take over the kingdom. <laughs> where the soldiers at? Where my soldiers at? Where my, uh, nah, nah, where my soldiers? See, I, I, let me talk to my, to the soldier who, 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 who go to, who been in the real military, not just my soul. Who in the, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, 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 so the army and the military, let's say the military, they don't, nobody wants the war to come to the base. That's where they strategize. That's where they get ready. That's where they have all their weapons. They don't want the enemy to come in the house. They want to use that to strategize. And the problem with the church is we come in here like this the war. That's why you can't get along with the person on the next pew or chair. That's why you fight so much. <laughs> because you thought this was where you were supposed to fight. No, the field is the world. We learned that in Matthew. This field is not the church. This is the base. This is where you get your word on any given Sunday to get ready to handle what God has purposed you for. This is not where you come in here and fight. Joseph 
us distinct. See, let me tell you this. Let me, let me, let me read this one thing, though. It says, you're giving life and giving more abundantly. I used to limit this just to blessings, like, you know, my money, so I could bless other folk. But that was almost there, but it really isn't the whole thing. He really wants to give you life and give you abundantly because you're supposed to be making disciples. Come on, somebody. That, that, means, that means if you're a pastor, you, you should have a Jonathan somewhere. Come on, somebody. You, you can't just be trying to just have everything to yourself. Oh, y'all don't hear me. You, you, if you're a real estate broker, you got to have somebody that you could be able to help build them up to take them to the next level. If you're a teacher, you should be making a teacher out of somebody. The, the, the paraprofessional shouldn't be a paraprofessional for the rest of their life. You should be grooming them. If you're an assistant principal, you should find some teacher in the house that you know are made of a great administrator and to groom him or her to make sure that you make a disciple. God came to give you life and to give you abundantly because he wants you to duplicate yourself. But we don't understand this. Oh, I feel good right now. I feel like I'm in a whole different rhythm. It's a new rhythm. God doing a new thing. Joseph was distinctly birthed as a Hebrew, and yet he was highly educated and thoroughly cross-cultured as an Egyptian. He was able to reach out in a critical connectivity because of his divinely purposed translocation. Trouble, trial, tested, and highly diverse development of an inside dimension. See, see, God will put you somewhere. God will hide you in Egypt. God will hide you in a place that you don't know anything about so you can get cross-cultured, so you can get educated by them, and you'll be able to do the things they do. And we so caught up and want to just be in this one place. <laughs> His diversity worked not only to save the Egyptians from famine, but also his own chosen yet weak, estranged nation. Oh, can I tell you a secret? Sometimes God may use you to save the folk that tried to kill you. Oh, God. Doesn't that irritate you sometimes? Can I just, can I just try to keep it real? God will use you to go back and say the same folk that said you ain't never going to be nothing. You ain't going to make it. Oh, you trying to get out of here, you will be right back just like me. You can't make it out of here. You will always be in the project. You're going to always have to depend on this game. You're going to always have to be down here broke and on section eight, not knocking anybody, but I'm saying they'll tell you that you can't make it out. You better stop listening to them and begin to hang around somebody down on the, on, the, on the high end of the water. You better learn how to go take your car or ride the bus and go to a neighborhood and be able to see something that'll help you be able to uh, uh, ignite something in you because sometimes you got to see where you want to be so you can begin. Oh, I'm trying to help somebody. You may now be in a situation of traditional wall church enclosure, but God has ordained purpose 
you to be, he has not ordained or purposed you to be limited in one dimension. You are the church, and there is unlimited dimension of his spirit within your own heart. You are the church. Wherever you go, that's where the church is. You are the church. You don't need anybody up here to sing a song for you. You can be at your house and somebody need a word. <clears throat> you, you can be at your job and somebody needs a word. Can I tell you something? Stop working in the box, right? <clears throat> Stop doing what everybody else say do. I can't function like everybody else. I just don't know how to do it. I can only be me. I don't know how to be anybody else. Oh, don't do this leading ladies thing. It don't make no sense. We made $4,000. I'm just keeping it real. Oh, Lord, you been to do the men. Ain't no men going to show up. They don't ever show up nowhere. If you keep listening to folk that's in a box, you will never do anything. And that's why every now and then you got to walk away from them. You can come back every now and then. Let me see if you see it and say, oh, you still ain't there. Let me, let me go back over here. Oh, let me go. Oh, oh, no, you ain't ready for me yet. Let me, let me go. I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to come back. You know what? When you're ready, you come see me because I can't keep coming back for you every time. I got to go somewhere. God has called me. You better watch out, baby. I'm looking for Captain Kirk and Dr. Spock because I want to go where no man has ever gone before. I want to be in green pasture. I want to get new blessings. I want to go where eyes have not seen and ears have not heard and I can't do it doing the same thing. When people get mad and when you walk away, you know what they say? I hope he don't make it. <laughs> Oh, he don't make it. They hope you don't make it when you don't do what they want you to do and you don't fit in the box they want you to be in. You know what I say about the box? If it didn't cost so much, I would have kicked that for an example. <laughs> cost too much. Don't need Miss Bell knocking my pay. Oh, no. Well, you know, Pastor, you know you broke the speaker. <laughs> 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 oh, God, I need a box right now. I, I... <laughs> oh. <laughs> you you, you got to learn how to think outside the box. In fact, just move the box out the way. Stop looking at it. It's in your way. You know what the best thing about calling a pastor? Remember I told y'all when I interviewed, they had none. Capital N, capital O, capital N, capital E. On the wall like a poster. Like the biggest word in all the resume. You, you might not have saw the other, I don't know who the other four people were, but all I know is I saw none. Experience for pastor, none. But see, the thing about it is, I, it's good I didn't have no experience because I didn't have enough church sense to understand what the church thought didn't work. I, I didn't know how to function in a box 
because even though I grew up Baptist, I, 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 I can't say that I would always know the quote the correct way. Baptist wasn't led and dead and all that. I don't know. <laughs> I was Baptist bread. I'm going to be Baptist dead. I don't want to be Baptist dead. I want to be dead in Jesus. I don't, don't want to be dead that way. When I die, I want to open up my eyes because Baptists don't get everything right. Cody don't get everything right. Method don't get everything right. We all are flawed somewhere. <clears throat> anyway, you got to think outside the box. See, a person who can move outside of their circle of comfort is a person of dimension and diversity. I told you, I'm becoming more, I'm getting more closer to the extroverted side. It's still, I'll be tired though. And I talked to them all day, I'm like, man, I got to go to sleep. I need a nap. I ain't talk to all these people all day. Like, oh, I don't want to talk. And then I think, oh, here goes Sharon's guy. Come over here. Oh, I don't want to talk to nobody. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Who else I got to talk to now? If I could just sit there and be silent, it'd be all right. But, but you got to learn how to stretch yourself. You got to learn how to let God stretch you. You got to learn how to let God take you to places you ain't been before. And the thing about it is, I'm so glad I just let him do it now because I don't want him to. I hate when he make me lay down. Oh, come on, somebody. He, he, I, COVID almost was gone, but he'll let it come back just to make you lay down so you can get the word he wants to get into you. Let me hurry up. Well, I'm taking my time for real this morning. I don't feel like shouting. I guess I'm tired. Talking to all them people yesterday. I'm talking to people people. <laughs> See, a person, see, moving outside, branching out, that is a barrier-breaking process. What has encircled you? What has lulled you into a comfortable sleep? I, I, we were, we were, we were uh, over, I was in class with, with, with Dr. Sherrod Riddick, and, and he was talking about the, mega, the, the, the metaverse. And, and, and the Metaverse Church, and this lady, she kept saying, oh, Lord, I don't know about this. I don't know. I want to say, lady, go away. Go to another class. Why are you here? Oh, God, it just scared me. I don't know. It, it, what is that? That's deceiving. Go, go out the door. And Sherrod, he know he's so nice. So I looked at him, and he was looking at me like, no, no, I want to be me. But it wasn't my class. I wanted to tell her just leave. I would have told if it would have if would have gave me the nod. <laughs> Cause you know, men, we very nonverbal. We can have a whole conversation just looking. You like, <laughs> I'm like, you want me to get him? <laughs> Cause I sure put it out. <laughs> get my little principal name bad and I'm out. Let's go. Come on, man. I'm taking you to the office. You gotta get out of here. But, but, but no, seriously, it, 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 you, you got to learn how to go places where, where God will begin to stretch you somewhere else. Because God can use anything. See, while the church was asleep, the devil took over the internet. It says, while men slept, remember Matthew, Matthew, he said, while men slept, and he said, I planted wheat. Yes, you planted wheat, but there's tears in there. Why is it tears in there? Because the church was asleep. It happened while men slept. While the church is asleep on the internet, you ain't got nothing but 90%, 95% porno because the church didn't go there. Facebook is the devil. No, Facebook ain't the devil. You let the devil steal it. Because you can take church everywhere. People in Africa listen to us right now. And we right here in America. 
But you say it's the devil. The devil can only kill, steal, and destroy. The devil can't create anything. God is the creator. He's the author and finisher. He creates. The devil steals, and they steal because we don't take over the territory. The bow stretched over the wall. It didn't just stay there. He was still rooted in the church. See, 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 this is why people don't understand. They don't understand New Age Grove. They don't understand. See, see, we no-limit soldiers. And see, I want to talk about uh, beyond restrictions of the church, but I need you to understand that you a soldier, and if you no-limit, the church no-limit because you the church. You, you, you feel me? And you, you have no limits, but this is your base, and you rooted here, but your branches stretch over the wall. Y'all, y'all miss me. Y'all, y'all don't miss me. See, 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 see. I'm planted here, but my branches stretch into real estate. They stretch into planning commission. They stretch, well, they used to stretch, could turn them off of NAACP, but they stretched. <laughs> they stretch into other dimensions because God has me planted here to get me watered, but he needs me to do something in the world. We're supposed to kick in the gates of hell, not just sit there and wait. The devil infiltrates the church because we're so defensive and don't get on the offense. And when you're on the offense, you're going to offend somebody. Who cares? You got to be able to handle the reproach. Can you handle the reproach? Again, let me go. Again. Look here, look here. (laughs) Moving. See, what is in circles? You see, church... The church is Christ's body, far beyond known limits. <clears throat> community. That means you're supposed to commune, right? This is a community of believers, but it's not supposed to confine you. You commune here. Iron sharpens iron, and you go out and do whatever it is God called you to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Customs. Customs are regulatory indicators, not penal incarcerations. Ooh, you remember years ago, crazy. I hope I'm, I'm going to bring it up. I'm scared I'm going to bring something up. And people used to go crazy about the bulletins. Oh, Lord, the bulletins. The Lord ain't going to come today because they forgot to put this whole other announcement on the bulletin. It's a bullet. As if the bulletin had the anointing. They were open. Then they excuse, well, you know what? Shonen, let us have the bulletin. And then God put Shonen out of business so y'all can leave me alone. God said, you know what? Show this get on your nerve. I'll wipe it out, my son. <laughs> ah, I need this bulletin passer so I can get a $2 bill. Millionaires. No, it's lame. <laughs> but now, seriously, though, but, but I'm saying, not that it's wrong, but what I'm saying is we get, we will let ourselves be put in jail about a program. You, the program don't dictate you. The program comes out of you. Ah, oh, y'all, y'all don't hear me. I'm just... Culture. You can make culture in a petri dish. <laughs> That's not the extent of who you are. I'm black, but I know how to talk to white people, especially when I need money. <laughs> Keep it in 100. Y'all be stingy sometimes. <laughs> Ah, 
Anyway, I love y'all, but keeping it 100. You can't stay in your box. You got to learn how to cross-pollinate. Oh, man, look at me. I'm just talking. I, ain't, I feel like I ain't preaching today, but y'all, whatever. Oh, thank you. I appreciate you. Comfort. Are you trying to find a perfect place of no risk? Let the Holy Ghost be your comforter. Because he's going to take you to crazy places. He'll have you walking on the water like Peter. He'll have you walking through the furnace like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He'll have you killing Goliath as a young man, a young lady, just like David. He'll have, man, he'll have you doing some things that you never thought you would do before. You got to stop trying to be comfortable. Because when you learn how to be uncomfortable, God will call you to do some great things. You say, Lord, I want to do something great. Well, can you handle the reproach? I want to do something great. Can you handle the criticism? I want to do something great. Can you handle the hate? Can you handle being uncomfortable when God takes you to extraordinary places? Because when you go somewhere that nobody has gone before, they're going to criticize you. Ooh, somebody all, who almost told on somebody. The Holy Ghost caught me. <laughs> do not allow that which encircles you to define who you are. You a new creature. Don't let it diminish what you can do. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Determine where you can go. Don't let it determine where you can go. All that is mine is thine. That's what God said. Everything that he has belongs to you. You have been adopted. You are a son or a daughter of God, and everything God has created belongs to you. Don't let it dwarf you to become, be, be whatever God calls you, and don't let the jealousy discourage you. Can I tell you something? Prosperity brings hate. They ain't going to love you. Don't let them tell you that money is the root of all evil. No, the love of money. I don't love money, but I got it. Well, can I tell you the truth? I don't love money, but I do like it a lot. I don't love it, though, <laughs> because I never put the gift above the gift giver. And there's been times when God said, you know what, this house right here, I, I know you can flip it, but I need you to put this low-income family in it, and, and, and you're not going to make as much money. And I, I scream about it for about two seconds, but I do it because I know that I have the ability to buy the house with cash because of him. So if I can buy it because of him, why would I do what, it, what he told me to do? The problem with this is if you begin to do what God tells you to do with the resource that he trusted you to be with, he will give you more. But it's not yours. You are a steward because I know it's not my house because I know it's not my car, because I know it's not my church, because I know it's not my business. I'm able to do whatever God tells me to do with it because I know it's his anyway. And then because it's his, if I fail, it's on him. If I do good, it's on him. It was funny. I was out putting out signs with, 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 with Jonathan and Jarrell yesterday, and, and something hit me. I said I had messed up doing something, and I said, you know what? God made me like this. It ain't my fault. He the one made me. If I can't take the glory, I ain't going to take the blame. Now, I do need to do better. But I'm saying, if I can't have the glory, you take the blame too. So if you do what God told you to do, and see, this is the whole thing. We think 
We say this all the time. God can do everything but fail. Shh. God can fail if he want to. That's the problem. You keep telling everybody God can do everything but fail. That means you're still trying to put God in the box. He chose Saul to be the king, but then he got mad and unchosen. He said, I repent forever making him king. But he already knew he wanted David. He already knew he wanted David. He didn't want them to have a king. He wanted them to show. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. God will fail sometimes in your life to make you tougher. He'll let you fail sometimes in your life to let you learn something. He'll let you fail every now and then to see if you're faithful enough to get back up again and get back in the game. Can I tell you God will fail every now and then just to test your faithfulness, just to mature you, just to take you to the next level in him? Oh, <laughs> don't let growth scare you. Walls insulate and isolate, and you meant to go beyond. Just as Joseph was thrust out of the rooted place, he became as a bow whose branches reached over the wall. Again, the church is your base, but you reach over the wall. The Bible in Luke 4, 18 and 19, Jesus says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Can I tell you something? And I'm getting this and understand I'm saying God is a mega God, M-E-G-A, not MAGA. Mega. Big. I knew he liked Trump. No, mega. M-E-G-A. <laughs> yeah, yeah, mega plan. On the day of Pentecost, 3,000 were added to the church in Acts chapter 2. And then shortly after 5,000 were added, 8,000 folk in two chapters. Just, can I prepare you, Newbies Grove? I know the COVID kind of slowed it down. And, and, and slowed it down, but I need you, and I think I had preached something similar to this before we even, right when we were about to come in here, but, but the thing about it is, God is a mega God. God said, I will do exceedingly abundantly above whatever you can ask, think, or imagine according to the power that works in you. God is a big God. He's an abundant God. The church was a mega church before. Now, now what I'm saying is this. Don't let people make you feel bad because your church grows. Right? So you're supposed to go say, you know what? The church shouldn't grow. That makes no sense. Because the Bible says he added to them daily. We'd be happy. Ooh, one person came down on Sunday. Ah! Daily they added. Seven days a week. Right? And I need you to get ready for an abundant blessing here because if you're not comfortable here, you won't be comfortable in your own house. You have to understand that when a corporate anointing hits a place and you're a part of that place, you have to get an individual anointing because an individual anointing can't happen without the corporate anointing and the corporate anointing can't happen without the individual anointing. So God has to bless you and the church at the same time. And there's about to be an astronomical growth in the name of Jesus. Now that COVID is almost over, now they're going to have something else to make you scared sooner or later because that's how the government control your mind because they always try to make you scared. Not saying that COVID isn't real 
real, not saying it's not real, but they always try to make it where you're so scared you do exactly what they tell you to do every single time. But God, where did the word, where in the word did we get the idea that God wanted something to be small? On the day of Pentecost, 3,000 were added. Shortly after, 5,000 were added. See, I don't know who all are coming with me, but we got to go somewhere else. I ain't saying to another building, but I'm saying God is about to grow your business. And he's already been doing it. I told you that business would be planted in the midst of COVID, and a lot of you all have been receiving blessings. A lot of you all have started businesses. I spoke it, and you have it. Why? Because God had already said what was going to happen probably before I said it to you anyway. But now, as it's been birthed, God is about to water those businesses right now in the name of Jesus. God, if you have planted a seed, God is about to water it for your faithfulness. Don't dig up the seed and try to look at it because you're going to mess up the growth. Uh, I wanted to get something to eat last night, and I went to Chick-fil-A, and I should have known not to leave because Chick-fil-A, you know, you go to Chick-fil-A, they, they redeem the time. They, they fast. I went to Chick-fil-A to get in line to get uh, 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 something, number one, and, and I got in line, and, but it spilled out into the street. So I said, you know what? I, I started talking on the phone, and somebody said, you know what? You should go to the other place. So I went uh, to the other one down on Oyster Point, but that one ain't open right now. And see, I had to come all the way back and get back in the same line that I had left. Can I talk to you for a minute? Some of y'all have gotten out of line where God is already about to bless you. He already has ordained your business. Stop backing out and going somewhere else. Some of y'all are planted in churches, and then you begin to see something else, and you got to back out of line and go over here. And all you're doing is you got to come back to the same place. God has already ordained you to be blessed. You got to bloom where you planted it, baby. The bow is planted in the church. Your branches reach over. You don't take up your roots and go put it somewhere else. You plant where God puts you. He grows you to reach outside the walls. He grows you to reach out into other places. Yeah, we're involved in politics, but we're not Democrat or Republican because ain't none of them right. Yeah, we help those people who don't have anything to eat. We're supposed to. Yes, we take care of kids at the school. You're supposed to. Some folk got so mad when we was at the other church and we started doing in-touch basketball. Ooh, you're supposed to just be here and they left. But it's funny how I see them sometimes coming to volunteer for the same stuff we do. There ain't no shade, I don't think. I don't know. God made me this way. It's not my fault. <laughs> but I'm just saying, the funny thing is, People, oh, it just hit me. I'm gonna tell you why. Ooh, can I tell you something? Oh, no, I don't, don't want to say it. I don't know if I want to say it or not. Oh, Jesus Christ. I, oh, my God, I'm wrestling with the Lord. Shush, leave me alone. I'm trying to be. Oh, I'm gonna say it. I'm trying to make sure it's God before I say it. See, I, this is the thing you can do stuff in the name of 
and you can volunteer. Like, I feel so, uh, I still do it, but it hurts me when I, because now that I'm campaigning, I got to put, uh, Willie Maxwell, it, uh, it feels funny to me because I still know I'm doing it for God. I know God is going to do this to elevate, but I, I hate saying my name, but I always got to make sure I throw God in there somewhere because I just feel funny because he's supposed to get the glory. And I believe some people get mad when the church do it because <laughs> the, the, they, they sorority or frat don't get the credit. Oh, come on, somebody. And, but you can still have your frat shirt on. But you can still be at the church doing it for Jesus. Come on, somebody. God will bless everything. Yes, he reached you outside to be in a sorority. He reached you outside and you were in a fraternity. He reached you outside and made you a part of an organization. But at the end of the day, baby, for God you live and for God you die. And when all you don't... But can I tell you something? When God begins to bless you and take you to the next level. Ah, see, see, some people get mad because the average church has 75 members. And we got more than 75 members, but we ain't no big, big place. But I'm trying to get you ready for the increase. I'm trying to get you ready for the growth. I'm trying to get you ready for the, oh my God, I see it coming. I see the people coming from the north, the south, the east, and the west. Can I tell you something? You got to be ready for criticism. You got to be ready for people to talk about you. They're going to talk about your church. They're going to talk about your pastor. They're going to talk about your wife. They're going to talk about your husband. They're going to talk about your job. They're going to talk about everywhere you go. But you know what? They're talking about you because they want to have your life. And you got to let them know that the same God that blessed me, he can bless you. He got riches everywhere. In my father's house are many mansions. If it was not so, I would have told you the same way he blesses you. He got enough blessings the same way he blesses me. He got enough blessing to bless you. You ain't got to hate on me because what's mine is mine and what's yours is yours. And my God is an overflowing God. My God is an abundant God. But you don't want to mess with me. You know why? Because I'm a no-limit soldier. I don't have no restrictions. I'm a no-limit soldier. I have no limitations. My church has no limitations. My children have no limitations. My job has no limitations. My business has no limitations. My husband has no limitations. My wife has no limitations. My life has no limitations. There are no limits on me. My God is about to bless me because I am his child. I'm called. I'm blessed. I'm chosen. I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. My God, he loves me. He loves you. But if you bother me, he will deal with you. I'm a no-limit soldier. Ain't no limits on me. There's 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 no limits on me. I'm a no limit soldier. You can't stop me. When God plants me, I reach out of my church. I reach out of my neighborhood. I reach out of my country. I reach out of my comfort zone. I reach out because my God has made me. He came to give me life and to give it more abundantly. Hey, 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 seek ye first the kingdom.
kingdom of God. And all, all these things will be added unto you. Your house, your car, your spouse, your job, your promotion, your healing, your deliverance, your victory. Hey, I'm a no-limit soldier. I'm a no-limit soldier. Restrictions, there are no limitations on me. None. Look to your neighbor and tell your neighbor, I'm a no limit soldier, and so are you. I'm a no limit soldier, and so are you. Hey, I can do all things, not some things. Most things I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Hey, I'm blessed in the valley, I'm blessed in the field, I'm blessed in my coming, I'm blessed in my going. Hey, my God. He <laughs> he who began. A good work in me shall finish it. Even when my enemy comes at me like a flood, I shall run and not faint. Because when I look to the hills for which cometh my help, he shall be there with me. I feel it. I feel it. The increase. I feel the blessing. I feel it. I feel it. I feel it. Receive your blessing. You, you need, you need, you need your enemies. Batman needs the Joker. Superman needs Lex Luthor. Yeah, yeah, they do. They do, they, they, they need them. They, they need them because it makes them more polished. When the devil come at me, whoo, I be so vulnerable in my sermon and I let God have his way. I don't care what the rhythm is. I don't care what it sounds like. I don't care if you clap. I don't care if you walk out. I don't care. Can I tell you what your enemies are? They're quality assurance. You know how to say this call will be monitored for quality assurance. But the thing about it is what I love about quality assurance is that if you record in me, you're recording you too. Oh, y'all, y'all don't hear me. And, and because I heard the quality assurance, I'm not going to say nothing wrong. <laughs> don't give me that disclaimer. I'm very professional. Okay. Yes, sir. And I was very upset today because you all still haven't fixed my car correctly. I paid you $5,000. I was very patient with you. I drove my deacon's car for a whole month. And now I'm coming back up. I wrote you a letter. You didn't answer, so I'm going to bring it up here. I wore a suit and tie to make sure that I stayed in control. Because if I wear a jogging suit, oh my God, I don't know. 
something happens when I wear a jogging suit. I don't need to wear any tennis shoes. I don't need the J's on. No, can't go to the sneaker ball today. I need to put on dress shoes. <laughs> but that makes you go before God when you know your enemy is there. Lord, my enemy. My enemy is coming. I got to get myself together. My enemy is coming at me like a flood. I got to get myself together. Help me, Lord. I, I, the enemy is coming. And I, 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 it's funny how we pray better in trouble. It's funny how they say it's a bridge over trouble waters. I need a bridge over all waters because I don't want to swim everywhere. But it's amazing how old schoolers say there's a bridge over trouble waters. Yeah, 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 because you pray a whole lot when you're in trouble. I don't know about you, but Lord, you can just get me out of this this time. You are no limit soldier. There are no limitations on you. I got to go take it back to Pinocchio. There are no strings on you. There are no limitations on you. Whatever God has called you to do, you shall finish it because he's the author and finisher of your faith. I know I keep telling you that you are no limit soldier because you are, but if you really want to walk in this limitless power, this matchless anointing, this ever-present help, I need you to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior if you have not yet. Is there anyone out here who wants to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Maybe you're online. Oh boy, God got me ready today. I'm known about you, but I'm ready. Sometimes God will let the enemy stir your gift. Oh, Jesus. 